Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. And we slum it hard so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Dong and dong and dong and dong. Guess, guess the bands I went to see this week. That's a pretty wide swath. I already know, know them, I a couple of them. So Alkaline Trio, right? Mm-hmm. That is right in my wheelhouse. I'd go see them all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Way They're up very good. They're straight up my wheelhouse. All the way up. <laughs> right up in there. Mm. Um, their set got cut short. Both deep, of these were outdoor deep, concerts. Deep in your and, wheelhouse. and they both rained, which kind of sucks. But originally, well, originally Dance Gavin Dance was going to be touring with Alkaline Trio, and then that fell through. I know that name, but I've never heard that band. I don't. Yeah, like I've. Are they like? I couldn't tell you. Similar. This sounds like they sound like Panic at the Disco. Like that's. Yeah, I think they were kind of emo, screamo kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, I I can't picture like what they're what their popular song is or whatever. So then Alkaline Trio played, and then the closer They're was... from Sacramento. Dance, Gavin, dance. Oh, really? What? Metal? Metal from Sacramento. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, this is going to be a problem this evening, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so then the headliner was Coheed and Cambria, Heck which yeah, is dude. a band that So they played after heard. Alkaline Trio? Yeah, which nice. I mean, same, is not that was the same on, set. On one hand, is not surprising. Wait, did you see him? Have they already gone through SoCal? Um, no. Okay, but no. Okay, you said it was the same set. I didn't know you were. Anyways, um, so I've never seen a merch line this long. So they basically had, like, it's at this place called the Complex, which is one of the bigger venues here. But it's just like a big old, they have two venues in the same building, and they're both just like you stand on the floor and there's a stage up front, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh and so it's a lot of like that's where a lot of like the larger punk bands play, like mm-hmm. or like that's where Manchester Orchestra played. And when I saw like Dashboard Confessional play with Third Eye Blind, that's where they played. So during COVID, I think they started doing this during COVID, they basically would set up a venue out in the lot. Mm. And so they were doing that this summer quite a bit. And then all the merch is set up in the main hall and it was freaking packed with people buying Coheed and Cambria stuff only, as far as I could tell, mostly. And Crazy. I think it's because Coheed and Cambria <clears throat> is like a lifestyle band. Like, yeah, yeah, I could see. So that. they, they come out. Are you familiar with them at all, Phil? Yes. Um. So they, they, all their songs are about like crazy mythical, you know, they're kind of like rush. They get it compared to Rush a lot, partially because his voice kind of sounds like Getty. Is Getty Lee the singer of Rush? Because he sounds like a lady. Yeah, I think so. And uh, and but then they sing about all kinds of crazy stuff, and all their all their albums are like concept albums that all tie together, and they have yeah. a little graphic novel, like comic book that 
like tells the story. And so then behind the band, they had these two like LCD panels that were playing like CGI stuff, you know, like this, you know, it was like some guy falling down into a volcano and then he pulls out a sword and kills a dragon. And, and they had like this big inflatable, like kind of like monster with tentacles and all that, like an actual inflatable thing that had lights all inside it and stuff. But the CGI was like very, I, we're kind of spoiled with CGI now, right? Like we see very expensive, mm. very high end CGI. So when you see stuff that was just like a labor of love for Coheed and Cambria, it kind of looked like garbage. <laughs> like it was, uh. it was like freaking, like you were watching freaking early like EverQuest or something, or you know, like Final Fantasy VII or something like oh, that. Dude, EverQuest. Like it, was, it was pretty bad. But at any rate, I'm sure EverQuest is a terrible example, but. Um, but they were awesome. And the band, the crowd was just like eating out of the palm of their hand that during alkaline trio, there was this one guy, we were basically standing right at where the edge of a pit would be. And it would open a little bit and then close back up, you know, and this one kid would just like run into the middle and like jump against someone and try to start a mosh pit, which is like, I love moshing as much as the next guy, but like, that's not just like running into the back of somebody who's completely unsuspecting is not moshing, you know? <laughs> so I kind of like grabbed him and pushed him down and stuff. You some kind of the mosh. Like, yeah. I totally... <laughs> he probably looked up. He's like, Oh dude, security got me. <laughs> dude. I actually, I grabbed him, grabbed his shirt and like his entire shirt just like ripped off. Oh, and I was like, nah, I guess we're even now, you know, you, you're so mad. And it, it looked like he had just bought the shirt like at the merch thing that day. So, oh. so I felt bad actually after that. But a tiny part of me was like, Ooh. "That's why you never wear the band shirt to the show because it might exactly. get ripped off of you." Some big fat guy is gonna rip it off of you. A great big fat person. <laughs> great big fat. Great big fat person. Ooh. Ooh. That's actually my favorite comedy <laughs> from that time frame, from that era. Um, is she like a great big fat person. Mine is best <laughs> of the best. <laughs> I still haven't seen that crap. Oh, <laughs> so bad. okay. I have a flight. I'm, I'm flying it. tomorrow morning. Is it on Netflix? Um, I think it's on Prime. Can I download it? Dude, watch Hard Target, please. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Just kidding. You. What's Hard you. Target? That sounds like a porno. No, it's not. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. Okay. John Claude Van Damme Prime. Oh, hard. Oh, it's an old. I'm not gonna watch that. I'm not gonna watch a movie called Hard Target on an airplane. Phil, I have some self-respect. Dude, Listen. watch, watch Air Force One. No, he's he's trying to get you to watch <laughs> on the airplane. What are you trying <laughs> yeah. to get him to watch? I don't even care. Best, best of the best. Of the best. Okay. Don't, I'm not don't trying to get him to watch it. I mentioned it, and he said okay, I should so watch it on the airplane. I'm gonna see if I can. Oh, I'm not like you have to working buy hard it. to convince nah, him to watch I'm not it. Doing that. I'll download hey, I when I working, hook up my old computer. I'll download a torrent of it or something. I am working hard to convince you to watch Hard Target. Is there yeah, something else? Oh, should I watch anyone else once? You should I watch Team America? Is that what do. it's called? Yeah, you should watch Team America. Team America World Police. Yeah, but there's a scene that you probably should not watch if you're sitting. Oh, there's like a there's like there's a, a porno scene. scene isn't yeah. there? It's just puppets, though. <laughs> oh, then I'll watch it on an airplane. A little kid sitting next to me. Dude, I should just watch. I looked up Team America, and of course, it doesn't. It's not on Netflix, but it shows it gives you all these recommendations. The third one, is, or the second one's Anchorman. You got old school. Old school would actually be a good airplane movie, I think. 
that school ties would be good. <laughs> oh, good. I remember watching that when I was like way too young to be watching that movie. <laughs> so like, oh, we uh, found we have like those, you know, those bricks that are like that are like concave on the front and you stack them and then stagger them and you. Kind yeah, of, like, they're you like, like um, what they call them, like what is it? it's like flagstones. Yeah, 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 probably. Um, I noticed like some dirt coming out of the middle of one of the cracks, you know, mm-hmm. and thought that looks mm-hmm. like it's like some kind of nest. So I pull it off and it's like this insane bees nest, like totally Dang. like my girl style. Dude, get Texas bee girl <laughs> my to come girl. clear it out for you. So, so I brought it up. Oh yeah. Just put it on TikTok. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what else? Oh, we were talking about turtles the other night and I was talking about, you know, there's that other, there's like that turtle that's on tiktok then the channel is basically like <laughs> the, the owner turtle? is like this really cute girl you know uh, oh uh, that oh but that's what you're talking about the, the racist turtle oh, oh. <laughs> dude the racist turtle is but he's I, only racist against shoes it's not racist though. no they he started like was it people too he started doing seen, like other things besides i haven't shoes. seen his uh oh you know what i'm gonna watch is ballad of buster scruggs i've uh, never that seen that it popped up as one of the recommended. Okay. Um, so I went, so that show was really good. I went with a neighbor of mine. Oh, I didn't say how I got these tickets. I was planning on going to Alkaline Trio all along, but the tickets were pretty expensive. And then last weekend I was in the locker room before my hockey game, just guys being dudes as we are. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my friend about this concert I had gone to. What's well, nothing better than this. And then one of the other guys was like, oh, do you know who Coheed and Cambry is? And I was like, yeah, I'm planning on going to see him next week. He's like, well, do you have tickets yet? And I said, no, but I'm going to buy them. And he's like, well, I won two tickets from a radio contest. So do you want them? Because he was like trying to win another one and he happened to win those ones, you know. So he just like sent me free tickets. <laughs> wow. So I took my neighbor and he had to leave early. So he left right after Alkaline Trio. So I was just there by myself for Coheed. Mm-hmm. And I texted my wife like, I think going to concerts by yourself is actually the move. It's like, that's the way awesome. to do it. I love Dude, it. I was like loving it. You just like can do whatever you want. Like, Oh, where are you comfortable? That's where I'm going to like, I'm going to go wherever I'm comfortable. I'm not worried Dude, about it anyone be, else. It, even better if you go with someone and then they leave. Cause like the awkward part of going by yourself is like standing in the ticket line and like, yeah, like getting get there and by yourself, finding a spot or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're in and then they leave, so and then yeah, you're like it worked I'm out. Just let you hang out. You're like, it was primo sick. And then the next night, we I went with my fellow bandmates to go see uh, the Decemberists. Remember those guys? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I do. And they were really good. I like. They them were a, a terrorist organization, right? That's a different thing. Um, yeah, they were good. Their very first song was like heavy on the accordion and lap steel, and I was like. This is amazing. And then they didn't play the lap steel the rest of the night. And I was very disappointed because mm. that's like one of my favorite instruments. Mm. But uh, it was a good show. And part of what we talked about was how my band mates were and I were going to start a podcast where we like one of us chooses an album and then the other t- the other people listen to it. And then we mm. talk about it. And that isn't what pushed me over the edge necessarily, but it highlighted the fact that like. I don't have time for any of this. So then we had a gig on Saturday and it was a lot of fun. 
And then I told the guitarist afterwards that I was no longer going to be in the band. And it was very bittersweet. But I was trying not to be too... Like, doing it right after having a fun gig is kind of like, you know, you have, like, your your spouse who's a total jerk to you or your significant other, and then they, like, do something really nice for you one time, and you're like, oh, so maybe it wasn't so bad after all, you know? Oh, like, yeah, I was trying yeah, not yeah. to be too, like influenced by that because it was a lot of fun and everything you know but we played it was at the county fair and our gig our set started at 11 a.m so the only people sitting there watching us were our own immediate family members which i guess that's what you expect and they paid us 50 dollars total (laughs) which is almost like just don't pay us at all like yeah yeah and tickets to the county fair that's true. They also let my wife in, which they weren't supposed to, but my wife and son showed up and they were like, well, you're just here to see your, your the band anyways. So just go in and. So I don't understand go. charging to go to the fair when everything in the fair costs. So Lace, like she said the exact same thing. We were like looking around. She's like, literally everything here costs money. Why did we pay? Yeah, it's not like, it's like paying to get into Walmart or something. Yeah. Yeah. There's literally no free stuff, period, except yeah. for watching the band, I guess, which is like nobody I wants guess, to do that. Yeah. Like, but yeah, every booth, Staring and it's a animals. lot of like, it's a lot of like vendors. Yeah, yeah. A lot of it is like, well, th- so there's like food vendors and stuff like that, and there's like whatever, you know, like caricature artists. That's what you expect. But then there's people that are just like they're selling their taxidermy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Their wood like, carvings or something, and it's like. Like when we were kids, there always used to be like one guy selling Zippo lighters and like yeah, yeah, dude. That's where you get you get like a butterfly knife or something like that, you know? Well, not in California, not anymore. Yeah. Well, you you'd have to just ask for it, you know? That's true. Get like they have them because they're not from California. Yeah. They'll sell you anything. That was like a big thing when I went on National Jamboree we went to Chinatown in New York mm. and of course like everyone got freaking switch, but you know, like full switch blades, like single yeah, button yeah. shoot straight <laughs> out kind of thing. And it's like, just like gravity. This, the first time somebody nice. sees that they're going to take it away from you, you know? Yeah. That's cool. I remember so. the first time I, I was like maybe six or seven at church and some teenage kid had like a, a butterfly knife and he was flicking it around. So, yeah. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was the coolest <laughs> thing that I've seen Heck yeah. before or since. Yeah. Did I, did I tell you guys that this was, um, I think this was just last year, and I, I, I walk, I park my car, I walk, I have to walk through the whole campus to get to where my classroom is. So I'm, I'm I usually end up walking by a bunch of different groups of kids standing around, like as I, you know, walk in. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Oh, good morning, morning. And um, uh, <laughs> there's uh, this, the most remote end of campus um, is where all the stoner kids hang out. And they all, they're all always standing like in a tight, uh, you know, a tight group. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, Mr. Eisenhower. And I'm like, hey. And this one kid, as I turn the corner, uh, this one day, he's holding a butterfly knife in his hand, 
And he looks at me and he says, hey, Mr. Eisenhower. And I go, hey. And I took a step and I go, whoa. And he, he was literally just holding it, like showing them like this. And I go, it was whoa. I stopped. No, it was closed. And I stopped and I go, whoa. And he goes, it's just a comb. I, I swear it's just a comb. And then he immediately like flips it open. Oh. And I was like, dude. Yeah. I, oh man. Like my, I, I, the first like, thought was I thought not, you were so cool. <laughs> like, now I don't. <laughs> it was it was this it was like the first thought was like i am gonna ruin this kid's yeah, day right yeah. now yeah like that was, you don't you want can't, to you can't yeah. not do anything exactly exactly and it was like i knew the kid and i liked the kid and i was like i can't say like yeah. i just saw this in front of everyone like i i have to and this is gonna ruin <laughs> his freaking day like probably more than his day right like yeah and totally and then he's like he's like no no, no it's just a comb and he goes his <laughs> uncle's gonna beat him up because it's really his yeah exactly <laughs> What you did I tell you? Confiscated? I told you not to take to school, you idiot. You freaking so, idiot. Oh, that was all. Uh oh, Phil, He's we never, my mom, we never finished your game last time. Do you still have it? I still have it. Two times ago. Do you want it? Should we do that? Sure. I think that'd be fun. Cole, what do you think? I know you. I mean, we should do a game. Is this the only one we're gonna do? We can do. Do you have another one? We can do two. I don't. I don't care. Give us all the game you have, Phil. Okay. Do you got game? Oh, he got game. I got game. Um. All right. I'm about to sneeze. Bless you. Oh, dude, I've been. I thought of this episode of Seinfeld where a lady sneezes <laughs> and then George says, says, bless you, and then the people end up getting divorced because of it. But that also, I saw another episode of Seinfeld because I've been watching Seinfeld. And this, this is the like, this is crazy. This is not a good, it's not good. So they go to the house of this guy that works for NBC, right? Because they're like trying to, they've pitched him the show and they've got pilot and they're trying yeah, to get this look. they're trying yes they're trying to get the, the script approved yeah and they set this up like from the start that the girl is 15 years old like that's a major plot point we understand she's 15 years old she's very obviously like the actress is very obviously not 15 right but in the story but she's 15 years old exactly he looks she leans over and shows her cleavage he nudges george and then george looks and stairs and, like and then stares. They, they like lose the script because of that and so yeah. then the dude's like mad he's like okay i'm canceling your show i can't work with you and then they just trick him into looking at elaine's cleavage and he's like oh yeah you're right it happens whatever everything is good yeah these are these are both like, equal what? you know like i mean in hindsight it makes sense it was jerry seinfeld right like he obviously i know and then but, and then it's brought up in the show elaine goes what are you doing looking at a 15 year old's cleavage anyway and he yes. says, when cleavage is involved, age does not matter. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> oh, that is not good. I'll, have you seen the weird thing is I've guy? seen that clip in recent days and like uh, she is extremely attractive, right? She's got a like, like Denise Richards vibe going on. D- yeah. yeah, like she's just like, like I thought it was Denise like, Richards at first. She looks like a supermodel or whatever. Yeah. But I totally forgot the aspect that she was supposed to be 15, which is like 
that it's one like, line very alone, explicit too. <laughs> that one line alone is so terrible he's like it's cleavage you don't care how old the person is dude like, that is really rough. really should yeah <laughs> yeah Yikes. like wow and then um, to like look and then tell your friend hey look yeah we know they knew yeah. ahead of time that she was 15 it's not like they yeah. found that afterwards they're like hey have you guys seen the uh, the guy on TikTok who who says okay he's like these are clips from movies or TV shows that don't hold up <laughs> yeah yeah and then <laughs> but then what <laughs> he does he's, <laughs> it's always like <laughs> no one will ever bomb the twin towers <laughs> yeah he adds in yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's always <laughs> It's always totally and it's also like over it's also over scenes that like do hold up like they yeah, are yeah. scenes that are like <laughs> bad nowadays you know well yeah they're but they're things that you're like oh like you start to watch it and you're like oh really and you're like yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. i'm waiting for something to happen and then you like <laughs> this very obvious voiceover yeah the twin towers will never fall or whatever <laughs> yeah there's that this other guy you've probably seen him where he does uh He's like the, the impossible to guess movies based on like a single scene. Yeah, and, and it says it the scene always is always the like the movie. it's always a person yeah saying the title of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very funny. So dumb. I love stuff like that. I mean, it's like a very it's like you know it's not it's obviously not as deep or as like andy coffin or norm mcdonald but it's yeah they're just like making fun of the medium essentially yeah 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 <laughs> impossible to guess movies like super hard edition <laughs> yeah and it's like we are inglorious bastards <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> although his aren't like voiceovers they're actual yeah it's like the, the actual yeah. yeah it's very funny though all right. He's like, this is Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for everybody's favorite guitar pedal related game. Guess that pedal review. Yeah. Is Aaron still with us? Did he die? Maybe. This first review, Aaron, I can't start reading the review. Aaron, are you there? Hey. What? Hey, Mr. Passive Aggressive. Did you read the review? No, I didn't, Aaron. Oh, I was going to try to guess it without hearing any of it. That's dumb. Sorry, I was very thirsty and I didn't want to break up the flow of the episode. I apologize. Aaron told me to Excuse start me, the game and got up and walked away. I didn't actually I told you to start the game, then we talked about TikTok and then you Shut up Aaron. Okay, this review away. is by Mr. Tough Guy. It's a three-star review titled Disappointment. Disappointed. The United States, October 17th, 2020. <clears throat> Pedal brand name Gets a lot of love out there, but I am not very impressed. <laughs> cool idea for a pedal and makes some great effects. I plan on using it. I planned on using it. Was 
and always on uh, effect Thousand style on. into sure bad, yeah. into an AC-15 that has mediocre built-in reverb, but it also adds too much hiss. Anything above 9 o'clock and the hiss takes over. It might just be a bad pedal, but it's the second brand name to add white noise. So I guess I am trying another brand. It's very like goes not back. white noise, just for the record. P.S. I did an A-B comparison of all my pedals with the other pedal name was uh, S-C-D coned noisited in terms of hiss. <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. Phil, do some interpretation here for okay. us. S-C-D coned noisited? Oh, S-C-D coned. <laughs> Only <clears throat> a other other pedal effect gave more white noise and my other pedal had considerably less white noise. Ordered an other pedal to replace the other pedal. Replace another pedal or this pedal? Uh, not this one. Is this a? Is it a reverb? It is not a reverb. Is it a delay? Is it like a carbon copy? It is a, de- it is a delay. Is it a carbon copy? It is not a carbon copy. Is, is it, it a, an analog delay or a digital? Do you know? Um, this would be considered an analog. Is it the Ibanez delay? No. Is it a Boss DM2? No. Is it an Electro Harmonics? No. Is it Boutique? Some say it is Boutique. Hmm. Is it JHS? Oh, is it the JHS no. delay? No. Is it Wampler? Yes. Is it the the analog uh, the, or the, the faux tape echo? It no. is the faux tape echo. Oh, but that's not. That's an- digital. I mean, I gets a tape echo, I guess. I know what you're saying, though. Like an analog delay and a tape delay are two different things, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. That's interesting because I love the faux tape echo, honestly. But I wonder it's which like he had. So he was saying that the hiss is probably different... like. He was saying that a different pedal by Wampler was more noise. Was was also hissing. What was the other one? But it's probably a drive uh, pedal, right? Like that's mostly what Wampler ethereal? does. Ethereal. Oh, that's a reverb. No. Interesting. The ethereal. Or yeah, that might ethereal. be like delay reverb combo. Interesting. But also, if you're like running a lot of things in front of a AC-15. Yeah, like AC-15. That'll add sound hissy, right? Because they're kind of like, <laughs> yeah. that's just they the are. way the amp is. Yeah. So what did he trade it for? So now he uses a um, Hall of Fame. Oh, reverb. Okay. Which is, yeah. Yeah, it's like this amp doesn't have very good reverb, so I think I'm going to put a tape echo in front of it. <laughs> that's weird. All right. I guess that's a solution that you can do. Yeah. It adds. 
tails, right? Yeah. Like it adds a tail to the sound. It's just funny. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a good. Do those I, amps that have an effect loop? Uh, I guess not. Yes. It depends which one. Yeah, there's so many versions of the AC15. Yeah, like I, the, I, I think the right. standard AC15 the CC1 C1 or whatever. Or whatever. Uh, does not, I don't think. <clears throat> nice. All right. Next review. A Wampler. That's two Wampler episodes in a row, guys. Yeah, dude. Love this is this review is by John Zuko. They're smack our booties. What? They're gonna smack our booties. Wampler. Who is? Wampler. Why? For talking about them so much. No, dude. When we talk about them, their sales go up. In a nice way, they're gonna come by and like smack her, like uh, baseball style. Congratulations! Like at a boy, they're gonna give us an at a boy. <laughs> That's very funny. At camp, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. Okay. Next review, John Zuko. This is, is the same. Another three star review. Is that the same dude from no. last time? Oh, okay. No, the other one was uh that was like Zon Juko. Big tough guy. <laughs> yeah, big tough guy. John Zuko, big tough guy, same thing. So this is uh titled Not the Pedal Brand Pedal Effect. Not the Mama. I seen one review were saying <laughs> that it sucked the tone out until they learned how to set it up properly. Oh, it sucked. With a separate, isolated power supply. That was their error, not mine. (laughs) The unit worked perfectly as described. Unfortunately, it does alter your tone like most buffered pedals can. And it does not play well with some other pedals in the effects loop. I was testing this against... Pedal, uh, pedal name, comma, pedal name, comma, pedal name, and comma, pedal name. Wait, he put the comma after the end? No. Oh. None of those affected my tone. I was like, this guy's a psychopath. Pedal brand did. <laughs> John Zuka, more like John Psycho. <laughs> the pedal brand altered the tone and gained structure. Subtly, but noticed for sure. Returned it. I guess if you want your rig, the crank loud, you may not hear it so much blasting your eardrums. (laughs) Blasting your eardrums out. But if you try to do any type of studio recording, you're going to notice it for sure. It's like a compressor? No. Is it a noise gate? No. Is it a tuner? No. Is it a boss pedal? Yes. Is it an overdrive? Some no. Kind. Is it a chorus? No. Reverb? Uh, yes. Is it the RV6? RV6? No. RV5? No. RV2? RV3. No. Space Echo? Yes. Nice. Oh, that's not a the reverb. new one. Space Echo, yeah, R-E-2. it's like a, 
it's like a tape echo emulator. I guess it has reverb Not in it. Really, it, it's reverb in the same way that like an El Capistan is reverb. Yeah, it, which is like say, it has reverb really. and delay essentially. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't have like, it doesn't have defined repeats like a standard delay pedal would. Does it not? Not really. Well, maybe it does. It's a weird pedal. Heck, it's got a is freaking it the... mode knob that has eleven settings, and so you have like no idea. Does it even have a label anywhere on the pedal that shows? Yeah. It's the the big one or the like single one? It's the little one, it's right? The single... I'm assuming the RE2. Yeah. yeah. Which is still two hundred and fifty bucks. I think those sell really well though. Cause they have that the big one now too, that's like two oh two. Two oh two. I didn't know that there was a small one. I've only seen the big one. It used to be white. Well the big one's a reissue of the original big one, right? Well this the original one was like a dude. a big like amp top unit, I think. Yeah, originally. yeah, exactly. Dude, this RE two oh two, four hundred and twenty bucks. I feel like this is kind of old though, isn't it? Uh it just came out. The the RE2 did, but I think the RE202. They put them both out at the same time, I thought. Did they? Yeah, Maybe like so. cuz it was like a dual release. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, this is like oh, this, this year. 202, that's like new. Yeah. It's like they, just in the last they, few months. They put out that and then the two, RE2 is like a new version okay. as well. I was thinking the RE2 was a little bit older than that, but yeah, it's because there was the white. It used to be white, right? Like white and green. Yeah. And now it's yeah. this is like the new version of it. Dude, this is a crazy. F- I haven't seen any other pedals in this form factor. I was have just you? gonna say of the 202. That, I yeah, think the... they have a CE2 that's in that shape. Really? Or it looks like the old CE2 at, at least, maybe. So maybe it's like emulating an old version. Yeah. Dude, so he already got that RE2 and left a bad review for it. I could see like buying it as soon as it comes out. He's obviously excited about it. And then, oh, dude, MS3. Maybe I'll get one of those again. That's still on their website. Remember that bad boy? I do. Hmm. Well, interesting. Very cool. That pedal, what is it? The. I gotta look at the boss pedals now. Boss CE. That's what I'm doing. Two. A ton of crap. I, I'm wondering, is it? Do they have a 202 series, or like, how do you look up just that form I know, factor? Exactly. There's an RC 202. It's the boss. There's an RC 202 loop station, so they might have other. Oh, dude, that thing is wild looking. The CE one is the thing I was thinking of. If you look up like an old CE1, that's a very similar shape to the RE202. Because like it's the not 500 exactly series, the same, but the well, cause, no, because they like have a couple a, years ago. Uh, they have a 200 series too, though. Yeah, there was there was a Space Echo in that same form fact, like back in the day, right? The original Space Echo was like an ant. It looked like a. And a little amp, basically. Well, it was like, like the a controls around the front. It was like, like a wooden box. I think it was like a tube-driven tape echo. Yeah, it was like a, or like it'd it be a like a spring reverb that sits on top of your amp or whatever. Yeah, but it was like all those old tape delay units were like massive. Yeah. Okay, the RE twenty is the one that the twenty was is like for a long the DD twenty. Yeah. yeah, the double foot the switch one. The CE twenty. 
Yeah. RT20. So what are their 202 pedals? Are VE20. There? I don't think there are any. Maybe not. Just a space echo. Maybe this is the first one. There's a RC202, which is the loop yeah. station, but it looks totally it, different. Yeah, it's not even the same thing. No. Well, but did you look up look up the CE1 or I can show you a picture of it, but Yeah, yeah, it's it's a similar. It's obviously like based on that look. Dude, this RC202 isn't even foot switches. It's like touch, it's like buttons, like rubber buttons. That's weird. Rubber buttons and liquor. <laughs> <laughs> RC202. Yeah, I see what you're saying about the the old school C C E one. Like it's definitely reminiscent of that. It's not the same, but Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The R C two oh two is like It's it's just push it's like it's like a desktop unit, it looks like. Oh yeah, it says tabletop loop station. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. Last review, du jour. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the review of the day. <laughs> mm, that sounds good. I'll have I'll that. Have that. <laughs> I'll have that. This is by the Happy Guitarist. Oh, that'll be nice. This is a five-star review. Lovely Level Up. <coughs> United States, April 29th, 2021. Thanks, Pedal Brand and Thanks, Sweetwater. Obama. Amazon, too. Oh. My pedal name malfunctions after <laughs> 20 plus years. Act of God? Most likely. I am stuck in my ways. What works, works. This is an upgrade, a big level up, especially with the uh, pedal name add on. Wow! And year. Oh, and yeah, I tried and yeah. other brands, <laughs> but Pedal Brand has this nailed. BTW, I don't like batteries much, but wall warts have drawbacks, wires and noise. Batteries are quiet. And this pedal is quiet. It sounds and plays amazing like a dream. Battery was included as well as a small bag of candy. It's like they knew uh, I have low blood sugar sometimes. Happy guitarist. Is this that same guy that used to rail about pedals not having batteries? <laughs> no, that was John. This is not John? No. No. Not John. Maybe John he, got, he got happy because this one had a battery. So this is a different pedal than the one that he had owned for 20 years? Yes. So is it's it not like that stuck updated in updated version of it? It is a different version. Oh, of the same pedal, though? Is it a drive uh, pedal? It is not a drive. It's like a fuzz, yeah? No. It's not any kind of drive, right? So, But it's an it... updated version of the same pedal by the same company, or it's like a different, like a yes. clone? Okay. Was it a Space Echo? No. Oh, is it a is boss? It boss? Pedal? It is a boss pedal. Uh, is it a tuner? T U three? No. Chorus? No. Reverb? Reverb? No. Delay? Delay? Yes. D D seven. D D eight. D D eight. D D twelve. 
Dude, I forgot there was a freaking DD8. Me too. <laughs> yeah. When did that come out? Points for Cole. That's like, like um, earlier this year or last year. Okay. The yeah, DD8 okay. and the DD3T came out at the same time. Yeah. So he had a we DD6 the, the for 20 plus years. Oh, the DD6 sucks. That's the one that nobody ever yeah. talks about. Well, the yeah. DD6, you, you cannot do external tap. So and that's why he's to... so he's blown away by he says especially with the Roland um, oh, yeah, X pedal. Yeah. It's so stupid because the five you could plug in a tap tempo pedal, also seven, yeah. but not the six. It's like they had it, they took it away. So the only way to get into yeah, what tap did the mode six is have like, on it? You had to like hold the pedal down and get in tap mode, and then you yeah. could tap in the tempo. But when you're in that mode, you can't disengage the pedal. Yeah. So it's like you can't. That's how like then the you have to hold it again worked. to turn it off. Is remember yeah, that's how the insane. flashback was. It was so stupid. There was like a generation of pedals that had the like you had to just hold down the button. But they had already had it. And then the they DD3T took it away. is just yeah, it's just but a it's DD3 because it's with stereo a input. It's because it's stereo. Well, like I guess they took up the spot. Yeah, but some of their pedals have three jacks on them. Yeah, like the DD8. Yeah, or you could just do like a TRS jack. It's like, yeah. Anyway, it is it's a dumb. weird. It is like such. I feel like it's a pretty fundamental feature to have on a delay pedal. Well, if you're gonna have tap tempo, it has to be easy to use. Otherwise, it's pointless. Yeah, and then totally. it just becomes a frustration. Remember it's the like, remember the flashback series that had the. Or there were a couple TC pedals. We could strum the tempo in. Or you strum the tempo. <laughs> yes, I had that because I had the X4 for a while. And I couldn't that. get it. it. It never worked very well, but it kind of worked. Like it was a cool. Yeah. It's kind of a cool idea. I mean, the idea is that like you could do it while playing, but it's still like. Because then you just hold it and you strum. Yeah, yeah. So you're not have to like hold it, get in the mode, tap it in, get out of the mode. Get out of it to turn it off or whatever. So could you like like actually physically like use your fingers and tap on the pickups you could yeah i'm sure because i feel like yeah, i mean it's like, just like any spike in the signal that yeah because i feel like that that I mean, it's not always usable pickups wouldn't be well you know what i mean like bang your fist on the strings um sure I could, I could, or you could just strum it with sometimes. your guitar pick. Ooh. <laughs> like, does it work if you do it in a, a less practical way? What if you like lay the guitar down and then, yeah, like, why are do you trying to make teeth? a <laughs> that's why I was confused. I was trying to figure out like what, <laughs> what you're shooting for. I think he's saying, I think in Phil's mind, correct me if I'm wrong, but I want to guess. I think the idea is that you're. Like tapping is you'd be more accurate signal. with the the tempo than like if you're strumming it. Yeah, yeah. It's easier for the pedal accuracy. to interpret it or whatever. I, I'm well, it's easier like, for you to like tap it incorrectly. I, I'm thinking like like not muting the strings. Tap it correctly. Like muting the strings, like you know, like slightly, and then like yeah. the way the way. Uh, well, that's what you would do. It's like you're like palm muting it or whatever, or like you hold yeah. the, you mute the strings and then just like strum just like a scratch. 
the way like, like a guitar player chords. will like count in a song yeah, with a band. That's what that's what you would do essentially. That's what I would yes, that's what that's, I would do. I mean that's essentially. What, but that's what it's designed to do is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying I would do. I'm saying that you're asking if you can do the thing that it's designed to do as if it's and not And you're telling me that's what do it that. does and I appreciate yeah. you finally telling me. Well, you started by asking if you could tap your finger on the pickup, which is not the same as muting the strings. And... <laughs> or is it? I mean, not exactly. <laughs> I guess they're not mutually exclusive, but. <laughs> okay. If, if the game show host tells me, okay, you've got three options. Uh-huh. You can mute. Two strings. Do you understand that, by the way, now, Phil? No, no. I mean, you really don't. I understand. I understand everything that Cole says and nothing that Aaron says. But do you understand why you have a better probability by switching? Yes. You ha- do. You understand why you have a better probability by switching? No. <laughs> I, I figured out the Ew, problem worst. that John Waite was having, and I think the problem that everyone else has is they, when you talk about probability of choosing something and saying, uh, like, okay, I'm choosing one between these five things, so I have a 20% chance or whatever, you I'm have sorry, to assume that, that they are randomized. And as soon as, you op- as soon as the host gets involved, they are no longer randomized. Yes. The host has information that he is using. So every so you just have to get this idea out of your head that like, oh now I'm choosing between two doors. Probability doesn't even enter the equation anymore. That's like if I right. told you, hey, suitcase one has one dollar in it and suitcase two has a million dollars in it, which one are you gonna choose? Well, I have a fifty fifty chance. Like, no, you have information now that you didn't like obviously you have a hundred percent chance of getting the million dollars because I told you which one it's in, you know. Like it's not it's not random chance anymore and i think that's That's the thing that that hangs up everybody is they're still they assume probability like you know equal probability between the choices when that doesn't exist only (coughs) exists when they're randomized which they only are at the beginning yeah because the door is not being opened at random it's a specific door exactly because the host has rules he can only open he can't open the car and he can't open your door yeah, I, I I was reading about it too, and there's a whole thing like, depending on if the host like has uh is more likely to open the the door on the right than the left. So like, if you pick door one and it has the car, and two and three do not, like, is the host more likely to pick door three than door two because they're like biased towards the right hand side? Yeah, which would then also like change the odds, but that's kind of. But I feel like even that wouldn't be enough to trump just the overall odds increase you get by switching, right? No, but so if you pick door two, then the host would would never choose door one. They would always choose door three to open, even if door one is empty. So it like does something. It like does change huh. things, but but that assumes such a conv- like, convoluted. That way. assumes something about the host that you can't assume. Right. Like it, the only have to the be. only thing built into the equation is exactly, I, I think yeah. like the actual Monty Hall problem, you have to assume that the host is just randomly picking if they're both goats, right? Right. Yeah. You have to, yeah. 
But the easiest way for me to think about it is if you're either choosing one door, you're choosing it's either behind door one or it's behind one of doors two and three. Yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. Because if you're choosing from the beginning and you know you're going to switch, if you choose door one, then if it's behind two or three, you win. Yeah. And if it's behind one, you lose. That's why it's a 66% chance. Yes. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. <laughs> Thanks for friendship. Mm-hmm.